0: Welcome in. you are listening to another episode of KeepTheChange.co.nz money mail every Friday in your inbox. 9am if you're not subscribed well probably doesn't matter because you're listening to it on here isn't it but hey do me a favor chuck this on your socials get it out there forward an email to somebody who could be learning we're into week number 110 that is 110 consecutive weeks baby every Friday I have not let you down. I've been a little bit late one day when I forgot because I was in a meeting sometimes I'm even a little bit early but hey We're still here. We're still learning. That is over two years. I didn't realize. 104 is 52 times two equals two whole years of pumping out content. And we've gone past that. So another six episodes on top of the two full years. We're going to keep bringing it to you because we are really getting into a ugly time. And I see on the news last night, they led with the stock market and the market's crashing, crypto, stocks, housing, it's all fucked out there. Uh, but you know that because we've been talking about it. And I guess, have a think, you know, that that's how you stay ahead of the game. I have people that I speak to who now they'll talk to me about it because they, they've seen it on the news. And it's their first inkling or understanding that, oh, they'll be like, oh, how are, you, how are your shares going, mate? <laughs> you know? And you're like, mate, you're fucking like, I don't know, what, four months, four months old? Uh, this has been happening for a long time, but people don't get stuff because they're not actually paying attention and all they may consume is the news or radio talkback or whatever and that's really their only education around the topic. Not you, you're smarter, you're actually actively trying to learn. That is awesome and that is how eventually you get to look back in five years time and go, wow. How am I so much further ahead of my mates, of this group of people I used to hang out with, those types of things? Because you're actively trying to learn. Most people are actively trying to be entertained. Oh, give me fucking that show, what's it called? Love Island or whatever. Or um, give me escapism. Oh, just jump on social media and keep scrolling and watching memes. And now TikTok's the best. Oh, watch some people dancing. What the fuck are you going to learn doing that? You know, Nothing. So yes, we all need to take breaks and things like that. But if you're actively trying to increase your education, oh, I can guarantee you, your life's going to be easier. So don't tell your mates, because fuck them, they can stay being entertained and escaped somewhere else. And then in five years time, they're going to need your help. And you can charge them a dollar for your education, maybe, who knows. Uh, But no, in all seriousness, you want to help your mates because you want them to prosper as well. But There's that saying, you know, that you're the sum of the five people you spend your time with. And I think I'm going to do an entire pod on that because what people have forgotten is they think, oh, okay, well, I just need to be careful of the five people I hang out with. And all my mates are pretty cool. My five closest mates are cool. Yeah, but jump on your TikTok, jump on your Instagram, jump on your social media. What are the five top websites that you go to every day? That's the real world that we play in now. We don't just hang out with five people and become like those people. We become like the people we're following, the things that we're listening to, the negative shit that we're hearing, the five workmates you hang out with compared to the five people you hang out with outside of work. You know, it's very simple to say, Oh, it's the five people you spend the most time with, but there are so many different ways to spend time with different people across different platforms that people didn't used to have that we now need to be mindful of. But we'll do a whole pot on that. Today we are going to be learning about credit cards and getting them in the bin. This is a story from someone you've heard this very quickly as a podcast after it happened when I had this conversation, but I wanted to dive a little bit deeper because, like I said before, I think we're, well, we are already into a pretty yuck time out there and it's only going to slow down from here. You've seen Mike and I doing a heap of content for you. It's We're trying to get you ready. We're trying to get you in the mindset of, okay, I can handle this. It's Okay. Very, very sad watching and listening to content this morning in America about the number of people, and even here in New Zealand yesterday, the number of people that are uh, talking about attempting suicide and these types of things, and it's hard to talk about and to grasp because it's scary, right? But that's the reality of the data, of things that are happening. So whether that's financial issues or it is... uh, you know, just the the pressure of the pandemic and stuff over the last couple of years. We, we can't hide from the stuff. This is how some people are feeling. So we've got to teach each other how can we get through some of this stuff and how can we steel ourselves, I like to say, to be ready for these tough times because when you start to flip to a mindset where you understand you can get through these things – they start to excite you a bit more and, and Mikey messaged me the other day and he's like oh I'm looking at the markets crash and I'm a little bit excited you know and I'm like yeah you're a sicko uh, and I said but you know it's because for him he's he knows that he can find a way through and when you start to get to a position like that your, your whole world and life looks and feels a lot different and you're not coming at it from a place of scarcity and fear you're more kind of going, all right, fuck, I'm, I'm about to go through a massive learning period and wonder, wonder what this is going to be like. And that's why we put that podcast together for you about never turning down a downturn. Now, there's going to be a part two for that as well. and We didn't talk about that in part one, but there will be. So get through part one first. It's the episode before this and take some notes. Make your own notes. That was me sharing my notes of me going through the exercise. Mikey's going to do his and you need to do yours because you're different to each of us. And... These are the things where you can look back in a year's time and go, wow, I'm glad I started doing those things, or I was thinking about this, whereas some people you know that will be around you and we will see on the news six months later, um, oh, you know, the I lost my house, I can't believe this happened, how did this happen? And you'll be watching going, well, I can kind of see how that could happen, yes, I still feel sorry for you, but... Um, yeah, you know, what What were you kind of thinking about over the last six months or when you started making some of these decisions? And we're going to see a fair bit of that. But let's get into this week's lesson before I keep rambling on about that and getting fired up. Uh, we have four credit cards in the bin. Now, last year I got asked by someone if they could have access to Keep the Change Night School. They explained that they would struggle to pay for it. Remember, uh, there used to be a fee, and that's because people that pay, pay attention. I wanted people who paid for it to actually use it and go through it seriously. The risk is if I give it away for free, people are just like, cool, I've got access, I'll work on that at some stage uh, and they don't Um, and that's just proven all throughout history when people get given things for free. They just don't care as much but I've needed to get some people through it to then capture some feedback so Keep the Change Night School is currently free. If you'd like to work through that, then you can find the link at the bottom of these emails or in the blog uh, or message Keep the Change. It'll be on the Instagram bio as well and we will send it over to you but I offered... At this time when it wasn't free, I offered this to this person who who asked for it uh, for free and I wanted in return a piece of feedback for each time they worked through a chapter of the night school. This would allow me to see what people were learning from the material and what I could improve or explain better to improve the content. Now, during this process, I got a number of emails, often on a Sunday, and they were massive. I'll give you the tip. And I could tell that night school really got them thinking, and they were taking this seriously, which really impressed me. A few weeks ago, I was about to have some dinner before going back to work to record the Keep The Change podcast, when I got a call from an unknown number. Now, side note here, I think I've told you about this before, but... I haven't written about it, but I know that a lot of younger people seem to shit the bed when they get a phone call from a random number. Oh, fuck, who is it? Oh my God, who's calling me? This is so scary. Like why, you know, uh, you know, why are they doing this? And and, I'm going to hang up, I'm going to Google the number and see who it could be. And I see this often from people and it's well, obviously, I hang out hang out with younger people, so I'm assuming that it's younger people that think like this. But maybe it's all ages. But I don't know who taught us this. But it seems so odd. You know, we've let ourselves get to the point of being scared of who's on the other end of a phone call. I'm house sitting at the moment, and the phone rings here, and I answer it. I can guarantee I don't I don't know who it is because it's not my house. But it's not a cell phone. It's not my cell phone. And there's no like, oh, who's who's ringing me? I'm just like, well, fuck, who is this person? I'll tell them that the people they want aren't here. And I always say, hello, Luke speaking, and they just blank, because they think, I don't know, what, I don't know, who's Luke, why is he answering this phone, I've got the wrong number, and uh, then I say, I'm house sitting, and they oh yeah, good, off you go, but strangely, some people are so scared of the phone ringing, but you can flip that, and get excited about it, like, oh, who could this be, could this be the opportunity I've been waiting for, and tell yourself, I can deal with any phone call that I get, When you get into business, if you decide to go down that path, you actually have to do that because I can tell you, you get some fucking problems that come at you and they often come via a phone call and you've got to get yourself to a point where you go, you know about what, whatever happens when I pick up this phone and uh, I answer it, whatever happens on the other end, I'm going to be able to deal with it. I'm still here, I've proven for myself that that's uh, accurate so far. So maybe flip that because 99% of the time when that phone rings from somebody, it's not that exciting is it or it's not that big of a problem. And often it's just a, a random person or an unknown number or someone fucking trying to sell you something. So why are we so scared of people ringing out? So back yourself, pick that shit up. And if you don't want to talk to them, this is what I do. I just explain, I'm really sorry. I'm in the middle of something. I'm working on a client matter. Or I say, I thought that you were the lawyer calling uh, for a client of mine. And I'm actually in the middle of something. I don't have time to talk right now. And get off the phone. Like, off you go. Uh, because you don't want to just constantly be, oh, hey guys, this is a lovely dinner we're having. I've got a random phone number that's ringing me. This is fucking exciting. This could be the opportunity of a lifetime. Um, because that, that's what kind of happens. So I get excited now when I see the phone ring. I'm like, oh, who's this? Could be a lead. Uh, but I just quickly try and get to it and then get out of the call if I don't need to be part of it. Now, back to my phone call. Hopefully that's helped you. you know, just If you're scared of the phone ringing, seriously. Like that could be your resolution to, to break the back of that. that. That shouldn't be something that scares you. Back to my call. It was a person who had been given access to keep the change nights school last year interrupting my dinner but I answered it and like hey Luke how you going and I'm like hello they're like oh I'm sorry I haven't been in touch with you for a while I'm thinking oh shit well what's what's happened here uh I know it was a big trip to America but who's this but it was a New Zealand number so I knew hey we should be fine here and they started explaining oh I've been working through the night school I'm like oh this is the person this is the person that's been emailing me oh crisis averted uh so Got through a bit of a phone call with them and really they, uh, they wanted to tell me what they had been up to. And they wanted to explain how they'd paid off not one, not two, not three, but four credit cards. They'd just cancelled their final card, the fourth card. They even had an emergency savings account set up for the first time ever also. Simply, they wanted to ring and say thank you. So this was absolutely outstanding for me. The content helped them see that their relationship with money needed to change and the relationship they were in also needed to change. Now, when I built this night school, I didn't expect people to be telling me about their relationships. I assume they'd be learning about their relationship with money because that's one of the chapters, but I didn't expect for people to be telling me about their relationships. But you know, that that's an important part of it. And they could identify, hmm, the relationship I'm currently in uh, is not going to help me get to where I want to go in terms of my financial goals. And also the situation I'm currently in is partly created via the relationship that I'm in. So they had some really hard decisions to make. But sometimes we have to find a alternative solution because we can't just magic up four less credit cards without sacrifice, can we? You know, if it was that easy, most people would just get rid of their four credit cards, wouldn't they? But you've got to sacrifice something and you've got to come up with new solutions. So this person had to first review their spending in order to cut some of their spending. They also had to go home to their parents and explain the situation, situation they're in. Share your problem with someone that is going to want to help you. You know, that's what other people want to do for you as much as you feel embarrassed doing it or you've got to leave your ego at the door and if it's your parents you know they've probably done the same sort of thing so the the parents of this person were willing to help which is amazing and I can appreciate that not everyone listening to this or reading this will uh, will have somebody that will be as accepting of them and have that option to be able to go to their parents and tell them something like that now they the parents allowed them to to move home and start to get on top of this. And what they would usually spend on rent, they could now pay off their credit card debt. Now that's exactly what they did, and their parents effectively monitored this. So their parents were giving them some form of accountability. Brilliant. Another great layer to achieving goals and having success is having accountability. Why do you think a lot of successful people have coaches? Why do you think sports teams need coaches? We need direction, we need goal setting, and we need the accountability on top of that. Oh, you weren't at training on Tuesday. Mm, you're not playing this week, dickhead, you know, so that's why accountability is so important and it may not be a parents for you, it could be your brother, your sister, it could be a friend but try and wrap some accountability into the things that you're doing and you will notice that your likelihood of achieving them will increase if this person actually holds you really, really accountable. Now you may not be able to move home but perhaps you can move in with a friend. Maybe you could do six months house sitting, do something to bring your living costs down, or maybe you're in a position where you can have a boarder at your house to bring in some cash. During the process, our night school graduate realized that over time they had spent over $7,000 on interest and credit card fees. Now this was actually the total of the four credit cards. So what they did is they went back and they analyzed all of the interest that they'd paid over the life of those four credit cards, which was seven grand combined on four credit cards. And guess what? The fees, the late payment fees, the drawing the cash out of them and paying that fee, the interest fee, the interest, seven grand in total over the lifetime of those cards. So the seven grand of debt had turned into $7,000 of interest that they're getting nothing for, and it is just dead money gone to the bank, pumping up their profit, and that's how, when you see that the banks are making a billion bucks, you're like, how the hell could they make a billion dollars? Well... Because us humans love to fall into their shitty traps that they set for us. Now credit cards can be killers when they're working against us and they can very easily get out of control because often people think, oh, just make the minimum repayment and then it's just not actually clearing any of the debt and the interest is building up and voila, you look back and you analyse and you realise that you've spent a shit ton on interest. So if you've got a number of credit cards or even just one, why don't you just run a data dump for the last few years and have a look, okay, how much interest have I actually paid on this card? Perhaps it's time to think about one thing you want to tidy up when it comes to your money. Maybe it's time to ask for some help or we'll start Googling how other people have solved similar problems. Ideas are great to get us started and we must then do the work. Now remember, you know, you're not the only person with the problem that you have that you're thinking about and take that somewhere. We had a client come in recently in a business sense and they started to tell us about some of the things that were really impacting them from a financial perspective. And we said, Hey look, you could do X, Y, and Z I'm like, Really? Like Yes. Did you not know about that? No, I had no idea. And they'd been holding on to this problem for quite some time. And we had a, a good meeting with them and we were able to basically show them and before they even left, I'm like, let's do it now, let's do it before you leave. And go through the process. And I said, look, here's how to solve this, but it's just part of the problem, but here's how to solve it to get us back on an even playing field. And uh you need to show me that you've done it. And if you don't, you're not going to be a client. I outright said to them, if you don't do this, you're gone. And they said, no, I expect that that's completely fine and acceptable. Now, that's the accountability that I'm then giving them to be like, you need to do as you've been told, because I know it's going to be good for them in the long run. And I'm lucky to have a really good relationship with this client that I can talk to them like that as well. But uh, another client, no, a prospective client messages me during the week, they saw our marketing, they were keen to have a chat. And then they said, oh, but I'm just worried that your fees might tip us over the edge, which is the problem with our current accountant and I'm like thinking well how's your accountant how do you know what I'm going to charge you and be how's your current accountant uh, tipping you over the edge and then you're not actually getting any good advice but anyway um, I said hey look before we have a chat have you got any outstanding debt and that sort of thing and they said yes we owe people money and over 90 days which is bad in business terms we owe the IRD a lot of money all these different things and I said look um, our fees are between x and y blah 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 but I said look if you're not interested, that's completely fine. I because I, I in my gut I'm like, I don't think this is an ideal client, but I do like to, if I've got spare time, try and help people and give them maybe half an hour and point them in the right direction. And I said, I'm happy to have a call with you for free and I'll point you in the right direction and we'll go from there. And they said, look, I don't want to waste your time, which is very nice to them, but actually I think they don't want to waste their time because the ideas they probably know. They probably know what they need to do. Or they don't, but they don't actually want to do the work. And often when we get to a point where we're so far in a hole, doing the work is the hard bit, and we think, hmm, I kind of know what I need to do, but I don't want to do it. And we've got to figure out why we don't want to do it. And that's the problem. Because if we carry on down that path, the next thing I did is I said to them, here, I think you should now go and have a free call of these people, since you don't want to talk to me, with an insolvency lawyer. And they're going to help you figure out what the process is when all of this goes pear-shaped and someone sends a letter to you and says, hey, we want our money. Uh, And if you don't pay it to us, we're going to put your business into liquidation. Because that's probably what your outcome is going to be for that person. But they didn't reply, so I don't know if they're going to do that. But, you know, ideas are great. And the tips and the information, we can't just go and hunt all this information. We need to fucking do the work too, right? But go and have a search for people that have got the same problems as you no matter what they are, and just go, that might just get you inspired to go, wow, okay, this person did it, no. and the people that talk about solving problems, they always talk about it after the fact, don't they? So they've got a different level of energy, they make it sound really easy, but they lay it out for you, and you think, okay, well, if I can just get started on this, then you can go down the path. So, you know, have a look at the problems that you have, write them down and then especially if they're financial and go right can I find somebody who's solved this already and that could give you the roadmap that you need to take in order to solve the problem and it's not always about the best way to do something, it's just what is a way for me to get started and then you can figure it out as you go and then of course you can start to help people on the other side of that as well if they've got some of the uh, issues that you used to have, just like what I'm trying to do with Keep the Change. Now maybe You want to level up your financial knowledge or work through the Keep The Change Night School. It's currently free and you can access it at keepthechange.co.nz forward slash night school hyphen or dash V2. Now that's the version that is very easy and fast to sign up to. Apologies if it asks you to enter your credit card details but it won't charge you anything. The product is set to $0. I think I've told you before that the platform that I use uh, is built around selling things online. So it's like, why are you giving this away for free, you dickhead? Uh, So it's like geared to capture the data before then asking you to buy, but the price is zero dollars. Before you go, I know a lot of you love your economic learning, and I have a video for you to watch this weekend. Now, I did put this on Instagram, and so some of you may have already seen it. It's a Ray Dalio video explaining the change in the world order, the new world order. It has, oh, new world order. I don't know if you should say that, because then people get all conspiracy, like, oh, it's the changing world order. Sorry, that's better, the changing world order. And when you watch this, you'll realize this isn't some conspiracy shit. It is history of the changing world order that we have in terms of what nations are leading the charge and then when they hit their demise and then who rises up to then go ahead of them in terms of leading the world. Now this has over 14 million views in only three months. It's from the legend Ray Dalio. He's a billionaire with the world's largest hedge fund and I it will help you understand what is going on out there especially with credit and just some of the things that are happening and you'll think wow you know you thought you were living in a unique period of time but really this has happened time and time after again so what can we uh, time and time after uh, again so what can we learn from that now heads up it isn't pretty but hey you're a realist check it out and there's a YouTube tube link in this week's money mail so go and have a look at that have a learning weekend you're one of 5750 plus recipients did you know that an additional 229 million new credit card accounts were opened in the first quarter of 2022 in America that's a shit ton of credit cards isn't it Now, a lot of them would have been closed down during the pandemic. People got given a lot of money in America and they cleaned up their debt so their debt levels decreased, but now they're having to reopen them because the costs are going up everywhere, and what are people doing? Well, we know this. They're going through buy now, pay later. They're accessing extra credit. They're using their credit cards. Uh, They are racking up debt. It's not uncommon for people, once they have a credit card, to then get a second one to increase the limit, to increase it very easily, I think maybe one of the gaps could have been that as banks transition to more technology that's easy to use, there's no talking between the banks fast enough. So if Luke goes and applies for a BNZ credit card and a credit, and a Westpac credit card and an ASB one all at the same time, and I've got a bank account with them and a history with them, And I basically don't tell them that I've got one credit card of the other because at this stage I don't, you know, I'm only applying. Well, voila, I get given two out of three of those and happy days. I've now got uh, a five grand credit card of one and a five grand of the other. And let's look at the carnage that Luke will get into because it can and does happen. And I have told you about my story of doing my $15,000 credit card. So hopefully these Americans aren't going to get into too much trouble. But as costs increase, it's quite sad to see that people are having to take more debt to just be able to live. Now, I made some extra notes that aren't in this email, but here's why you want to be thinking about this stuff too and maybe uh, a couple solutions. As interest rates are going up, your credit card interest rate is probably going up too. And because it's about 16% anyway, you're like, oh, when they send you a thing and say, "Hey, it's going to 18%," you're like, "Well, oh, fuck, I don't really care. I'm in debt. I there's not much I can do about this." And a 16 to an 18% increase is still a big increase and that shit adds up very, very quickly, especially if you've got multiple credit cards. So what can we do about it? If you can't move home, if you don't have spare money, those, that type of thing, well, call the bank. Ask them. Ask them what their solution is. See if they'll help you. Uh, they probably won't, but you never know unless you ask. The second thing, Google balance credit card transfer. Now I do this every now and then. I don't need to use this anymore, but I have previously in an earlier life with credit cards, and it's a ripper. Uh, But what I'll tell you is that about six months ago when I was Googling this, even a year ago, there was nothing really on the market. You could credit, you could transfer your credit from one bank to the other, and you get a lower interest rate and then a period of time for that, and I'll explain that in a second. And there was no banks. With offers, it was, uh, I think you could move your credit cards from banks to QCard or to Gem Visa type thing. They were the only ones advertising it. Now, when I search it this morning, Westpac have an ad. They're spending money to promote this, ANZ. Izito, I don't even know who that is, Credit Card Debt Consolidation, but two of the big banks are spending money to make sure that if you search for this, they get their offer in front of you. Now, Westpac, as an example, say 0% for six months. ANZ, say 1.99% for two years. So here you go, you've got a credit card with Westpac, as an example, and it's 16% interest. They tell you, hey, it's going to 18, and you think, fuck, that is a big percentage. You go, oh, so it's ANZ, not ASB, if I put you correctly there before. So you have your Westpac credit card, and the interest rate's going up, and you think, how am I ever going to be able to pay this off because the interest rate's so high? You go to ANZ, and you say, hey, I hear you've got this balanced credit card transfer I can do, and you can probably even do it online. And what they do, if you're successful, is you move your five grand credit card debt from Westpac and it closes, you, that card's gone, and it moves over to ANZ. Now, you're not paying 18% anymore. You're probably paying a setup fee for the new credit card. Um, but usually that's going to be way less, obviously, than the, the interest you'd be paying over time to Westpac. And you now get two years at 2% on that debt. Now you've saved yourself sixteen or fourteen or eighteen percent interest, whatever rate you're sitting at, and you're going to be paying one point nine nine percent. But what you do is you go right, Luke. No more credit card. No more credit card. You mongrel. You are a mongrel with a credit card, and you know it. It's not happening anymore. And you take the amounts that you were ordinarily paying against your credit card, or what you can save, or whatever your goal is. You know, you might be trying to get out of debt and just going hard after that. And you try to pay down your credit card in that two-year window. That's your starting point. And so now you're not getting smashed by interest. And now you've just basically got a, a debt at a low interest rate. Like 2% for two years? That's fucking cheap money, given what interest rates are now at, okay? So you've got two years to pay this thing off. So you want to be every week, every fortnight, every month, whatever it is for you. As soon as you get paid, bang, there goes my 200 bucks that I'd normally put against my credit card, boom, pha, that's bringing the balance down. Now I'm down to 4800 Oh, It's going to increase a little bit with my 2% interest, but it's not going to increase the same as with 18% interest. I'll give you the tip. And slowly, you're going to pay that bitch off. Now, what you're going to do is you're going to get comfortable... Doing that about three months, and you're going to go. You know what? I reckon I could pay two fifty off it. Maybe I could pay three hundred bucks off it. You know what? I'm going to do an extra shift this Saturday, and I'm going to take that hundred eighty dollars I get paid from that, and I'm going to pay that off it. And that's how you start to crush credit card debt, and you get to the other side of that. You pay it off way faster than the two years, and you go fuck. I'm never getting a credit card again. God bless ANZ for giving me that balance transfer. How good was that? I use that to my advantage. Thank you. Another win for you on your financial journey, but. Here's what a lot of people do. They get their five grand Westpac, they give it to ANZ, they don't change their habits. They don't actually want to pay it off. And then they start spending on the ANZ credit card as well. And then they can't pay that off fast enough and then the interest starts again. So if you do this, look at it as, oh, I don't have an ANZ credit card now. It's no, 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 no. I made the decision not to have a credit card anymore. I swapped my credit card and my credit card debt for a loan from the ANZ at two percent for two years, and we're going to pay this bitch off. There's no more credit card for me. I don't rock around with a credit card. I don't even carry that ANZ one. You probably cut both of them up, and you're done. You want to get a debit card and say no more credit cards, and look at your new ANZ debt as debt as a loan that you need to pay back over those two years. Not oh yeah, well I've got a thousand bucks extra credit on it now. You know what? I might just, buddy, uh, start using that again to buy this t-shirt because you're going to fall back into that trap and you're going to end up paying interest. So use them, but use them appropriately and say no to credit cards. But you'll say, oh Luke, but I love getting my ear points on my credit card. Seriously, you're a dick. Okay, your $10,000 credit card at 18% that you can't afford to pay back, there's 1800 bucks. there's a fucking flight to Los Angeles for you to go, I won't say, do something stupid in America. You know, seriously, like, who cares? about your points that you're getting. Yes, maybe you're using a credit card to your advantage and you're never paying interest and you're paying it back on time. This isn't for you. You know, you you, you think you've won at life and that you've clocked credit cards and that, you know, it's amazing that it's free money for you, but you're probably spending more on those anyway and saying to your mates, oh, yeah, I'll I'll pay for that and you pay me back and the time that you waste pissing around with that stuff to get your free points, like... Oh, you're probably coming from a place of scarcity anyway. There may be some lessons for you there that actually, what if you took all of that time and then went to try and figure out how you could make that money elsewhere uh, or educate yourself in different areas to then invest better or whatever. You know, Maybe that's a better way for you to make money, but let's not get into that. This is for the people who are trying to avoid using debt and they think that it's cool that they can have this platinum credit card, this diamond one, or, or this one's black or it's matte black on the front or whatever, uh, it's not helping you, and the 16 points that you got last month, like, no one cares, you know, you probably can't even get an extra bag for that when you go bloody check-in these days, so forget about all that shit, forget about all that noise, forget about all the incentives, and try and clear some of this debt, just like this person did during night school and took this really seriously. Now, remember, at the moment as well, that the banks are struggling to lend money for people, uh, to people, for houses, because we... Uh, going into higher interest rates uh, and people can't service the debt. So now the banks are going to have to start competing with each other. So every whenever you listen to this, you might not listen to it straight away, you might find this, Google balance credit card transfer and see what the offers are because this is another area where the banks will start to compete for each other because they're competing for different types of products and they want you to become a customer of theirs. So... Don't forget that if you do end up in credit card debt or in a situation like that, that you can search for what solutions the banks will have. And I even see Kiwi Bank are offering 10 grand if you set up a mortgage that's over a million bucks or something before the end of July. So the competition will start coming from the banks again because they love to make that cash and keep their shareholders happy. That has been a pretty intense lesson around credit cards and paying them off and taking them seriously. One person's done it they were able to pay off four years, seven grand of credit cards and seven grand of interest too. That seven grand, they're never going to get back about 10 grand of income that they're having to pay back after tax, which is about $7,000 to then wipe off their sins being the interest on the purchases that made. Probably things that they regret and they didn't really need due to relationships they're in and things like that. So tidy up some of these things that are happening in our life and slowly get back in control of your finances. See you next week on episode number one one one.